You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. So the downside to recording a show on Wednesday night that you put out on Sunday night is that news can happen and then your show could seem stale. So Will and I had a whole lot of conversation and we didn't talk about this Carson Wentz deal that went down. That's because we recorded the show just before that deal happened this week. So we just wanted to give a couple of thoughts. I'll give a few thoughts. And then Will will go. Then we'll get on with the show. I love this deal for Carson Wentz. And this is kind of what I thought was going to happen. I, I have Carson Wentz in a lot of leagues. And I, I think this is great. So I think Carson Wentz is a guy to hold. I don't know if you want to go out and acquire him. Although... It certainly does present a bit of a buying opportunity now that that's done. And it seems like there's not a lot of positive buzz in the Dynasty community about this move. But I like it. I, I like it a lot. I, I know it's been many years since he looked like an MVP candidate, but I, I don't think you can ask for a better landing spot. I think the situation is so much better. You, you, you've, you've heard the narrative all week probably. It's just a more friendly media environment, Indianapolis, than Philadelphia, of course. So I think that's going to be great for Carson Wentz. I think Janet Hurts is interesting, a guy in Superflex that I want to hold because although there's been buzz this week that Philadelphia might be interested in drafting a quarterback early in the draft, I think the odds are he's going to have that job. And although you could turn your late second, third-round rookie pick of last year into certainly a first-round pick this year, I think, in some leagues anyway, I think he's worth holding in Superflex just to see what you have with him. Uh, in a one QB league where quarterbacks aren't as important, I think there's enough buzz now where you could probably flip him for a serviceable piece. So that's what I would do there. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts about the values for running backs. It probably helps Jonathan Taylor a little bit. Uh, Paris Campbell is my big winner among wide receivers. I think Paris Campbell you could get at an extraordinary discount right now, and I think that might pay off for you. I think that's going to be a really good match. Carson Wentz and Paris Campbell. And then I think Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, his question mark is uncertain, but I'll I'll go down that narrative street that uh, Zach Ertz is going to be reunited with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, those are my thoughts. Here are Will's thoughts. Enjoy them and enjoy the show. Thanks. All right, Ryan. Time for the quick Carson Wentz update. I think it's a huge value increase for Carson Wentz. This is amazing. I think all those receivers go up in value. The uncertainty gone and the chance of Jacoby Brissett being the starter is now gone, uh, which would have just been an absolute mess. I think it's an upgrade for uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we'll see what T.Y. Hilton does. I think that talking about Paris Campbell, I think it's a good thing for him. Um, Michael Pittman, although, like, what are you really going to pay for Michael Pittman? But the whole idea is that that offense just took an upgrade. Uh, in, a, in a big way, in my opinion. I mean, Philip Rivers is a great check-down quarterback. I do think maybe it, maybe it hurts Nahim Hines overall. I don't know. We'll kind of see what player Carson Wentz develops into. If he's, uh, you know, if he's going to be using the scat backs the same kind of way. Uh, but anyway, that, that's what that's what I think. And we'll see. Maybe they'll bring uh, maybe they'll bring Ertz with them or something. They have a tight end room that is uh, shallow but but very wide. So. I, uh, I'm very excited for that. Now it's Jalen Hurd time. Jalen Hurd, skyrocketing in value. Uh, my suggestion would be to sell him before the NFL draft. I think even if the Eagles uh, 
don't draft a quarterback. I mean, I guess you'd get a slight value in bump, but I think behind that offensive line and on that team, uh, Jalen Hurts. I guess it hurts me, didn't I? Ooh, slip of the tongue. Uh, I think he's in for for some troubles and maybe a world of hurt. <laughs> but I don't like it for Miles Sanders. Uh, I don't like it for any of the pass catchers overall because it's going to be boom bust weeks. He's not a consistent enough passer. Uh, he does have a big enough arm where maybe Jalen Rager takes a little bump, especially if he's healthy coming into the season. But overall, that office, offense just isn't going to be as exciting to own. So we'll have more about the Carson Wentz deal and the ramifications all throughout this offseason. And next week, Paul Pertichese of Saturday to Sunday is scheduled to be on the show. So that'll be fun. In the meantime, let's get right to the big show, shall we? That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am Ryan Livergood. He is Will Greenwood. What's going on, people? Will, how are you? Oh, 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 we are just finishing our cold snap here in Minnesota. Oh, my God. I, I, I've got so much snow here, Will. I, I don't even know how how, uh, how much is on the ground. It, it is bananas. And I'm so tired of snow. But I'm glad I don't live in Texas because if I lived in Texas, I wouldn't have power. So that would probably be worse. Oh, uh, That's a whole whole other conversation about how that stuff was all set up. I hope everybody is well and safe and okay for all of our, uh, you know, kind of like Southern, like middle channel, like Texas, that's how central, is that South central United States? Like what do you Southwest. call that? Uh, I think they consider themselves Southwestern United States, even though if you look at their the, central time zone, they, they can't be Southwest. Yeah. Well, anyway, our, our, let's just say our Texas region listeners, um, thank you thanks for listening thanks for finding a place to get power for your phone to download the podcast that's that was nice of you i mean if it only has about four percent battery left it's best used listening to this so uh we better make it worth it um and it it might be hard for us to make it worth it because this is kind of our fun show well we decided what we're going to do tonight is we're kind of in that transition phase we're going to get to rookie talk in the next couple of weeks we're going to have on some great guests we're going to do some startups and talk about that but it's still kind of that dead zone will i mean we're i mean if you, you listen to the chatter i was listening to nfl radio on sirius and they're kind of like it's all speculation talk it's like you know well well you know von miller you know the denver may not keep him they may cut him where might he go and you know what's going to happen with Dak prescott ultimately and it's it's just all speculation there's nothing really going on yeah and watch like jj watt and von miller go sign with the the buccaneers for you know like minimal money but and- i guess von miller has a super bowl so is not really yeah. not, not really important to him. He, he Von Miller has been one of the points I made is he's made a lot of money, so maybe that's something he would consider doing is, is signing to to chase the title. So we've seen guys do it. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be fun, but but we got to get to that period where you know guys will actually move. Um, but we can speculate. We can talk about Al Robinson, the fact that the Bears have negotiated with him since September and he's going to go someplace, and that's exciting for fantasy. That's exciting for dynasty. I'm just shocked that he wouldn't want to stay a Bear. Right, I know, huh? Yeah, why? I mean, why, there's so much stability with leave, this franchise. Why would you want to leave that passing game with uh, with really no changes happening in the off season? Uh, but NFL free agency starts in full earnest, Ryan, March seventeenth. I, I looked it up just to check. So we have a full more, like one more month of just just rampant rampant speculation, and it is going to be fun. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be fun when the guys start moving and, and hopefully we'll see some, you know, 
I shouldn't say hopefully. You have the the tags period before that. You kind of have everything, but like the full, like the people who will sign, you know, whatever at at 12.01 AM will be March 17th. Yeah. Let's hope there are at least some news of some deals that are going to happen. You know, I, I, I would love to, you know, find out what ultimately happens with Deshaun Watson, because I don't think there's any chance that I, I shouldn't say that maybe, maybe there's a chance he could go back to Houston. I don't know. I think that ship has sailed, but Carson Wentz, what happens with Carson Wentz? So it would be fun to have some movement, especially on the quarterback front, wouldn't it? Yeah. We've already seen some kind of crazy movement already. And let's just make this a, a full year of it. Yeah. And it's going to be weird. We're going to talk about obviously rookies a lot, but it, it will be interesting evaluating these rookies because you know, some of these guys, you know, that, that will be drafted didn't even play this past season. And some guys played limited games because their games got canceled because of COVID or whatever. So it's going to be an interesting off season, uh, even more interesting than, than last off season. And, um, you know, this rookie class, w- which is obvious, I think most people are aware of this by now, but it seems the strength is not necessarily the same as last year. So, I mean, I mean, maybe the strength once again, this year is wide receivers for sure. Um, but, um, you know, the, the running backs don't seem to be as, as you know, quite as exciting of a, of a class in 2021. Um, I think the QB class is real interesting. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to rookies later, but. Um, yeah, like we had a good big five, right, from last season, and then you added a couple sprinkles on top. You know, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson. Uh, there, was, there was just a lot more that baked into that, and the wide receiver class boomed quite heavily. Uh, in a few different spots and I don't I, I don't see this class just has much more uh, risk risk involved with it so it's either it's either you may, make the choice to try to capitalize on the value that that risk presents or you move away uh, to get more of an assured asset being that you don't trust this risk yeah it's an exciting class in a lot of ways but but I, I do feel it's risky and it will be fun to try to navigate that as, as we get closer. So, well, what are you doing in your, in your leagues right now? Then I, uh, you know, I, we've got a league that uh, as of midnight tonight, when we're recording, there's a, like a off season best ball in February, which is kind of fun. So some of my leagues, you know, I've got some, you know, contract leagues as do you where, you know, things will start happening. We need to make some moves. We want to tag guys, extend their contracts, that kind of stuff. But you, you making any trades these days? Well, I've made, I made some trade trade offers. Uh, none of them accepted yet. I've been trying to, from a, an owner that was coming into a league, I'm going to try to require Christian McCaffrey because his other deals look like he's selling off assets for the future. So I want to try to buy as low as possible but still pay a premium. The problem in that league, Ryan, is I don't have a bunch of like youthful wide receivers to move. So it, it's, it's a little bit tough. Uh, what I do have in that league is I have Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift, and their values on like the dynasty trade calculator and in ADP are pretty are pretty high at this moment. I mean, pretty pretty sky high. And so I was offered it was like Denzel Mims in the 107 for Cam Akers, and so then I countered with Denzel Mims the 104 and the 107, just trying to like like feel it out. And I got a rejection without any reply, even though I put in a very nice, like detailed reply. What do you think about that kind of like that interaction? Should I, did did I ask for too much? Did I, should I have taken the first deal? What's your, what's your opinion? So first I want to clarify, this is a superlex league. No, it's it's one QB full PPR. So that probably informs my decision here. 
No, I don't think you asked for too much at all. I mean, I, I think that it wasn't enough for, for a guy like Cam Akers, who is clearly, you know, an exciting guy. I, I think, you know, we on, on the Patreon show, which you could support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's, we were taking a look at DLF ADP and we'll talk about it there because it's been a paywall and everything. We didn't give DLF's ADP. You should subscribe to their website or take advantage of, of some of their promotions. But in any event, Cam we're Akers. Patreon Joe's. We, were, we just went line by line and read them in monotone. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> so Cam Akers, anyway, is ascending. And when we looked at the ADP, it hadn't baked in the fact that Matt Stafford is the quarterback in uh, for the Rams now and, and not Jared Goff. So I think he's only going to ascend. So I, 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 I you know, Cam Akers, barring a heaven forbid offseason injury, I think his value is only going to rise this offseason. Whereas Denzel Mims, I, I mean, you know, I, I know he was a talented collegiate player, but you know, there's still a lot of questions about him. We still, I, I, I know they're going to get a, a quarterback, but you know, is, is it going to be the wrong one? Will the Jets draft the, the correct quarterback, you know, early? I, I, I'm not convinced that they will knowing that franchise, right? So there's questions about him and in this draft, as we, we alluded to, um, I think you take the quarterbacks out of the equation in a one QB league. I'm not nearly as excited about it. I mean, yeah, there's some exciting wide receivers, but, but no, I don't, I don't think it's too much at all. I, I totally would have done the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's just a weaker a weaker class, and I feel like when the board came and rookie draft time came about, that I'd be able to move those for either I'm I'm okay at running back position in that league. I don't need to go through the roster, but I'm very not okay at the wide receiver position. So maybe I could trade. Basically, I would try to pair, or, you know, try to move that like 104 for somebody. Uh, here the 107, like the 107. Could I get Kenny Galladay? You know, could I get something like that? So. That's where that's where my mind was, but uh, I I just got a rejection with no response, and I wrote like a paragraph back from. This is a sad day, Ryan. Sad day. Uh, in that same league, though, some trades that went down that I was not a part of, but I think are interesting to look at. So one of them was DJ Chark for Will Fuller. So value wise, wow. DJ Chark or Will Fuller right now for you, Ryan? Will Fuller coming into you know free agency, he's gonna miss one game of 2021, which I don't think really matters for dynasty value. And DJ Chark, who boomed really hard and then ha- has kind of been a disappointment since. One question for you, Will. Who has bigger hands? Oh, I mean, you don't even need to. You could put Will Fuller in any other <laughs> wide receiver. Besides, like, Quintez Cephas, he has really small hands. I'm trying to think of other known wide receiver who's, who's real no, tiny hands. No, I'll get aside, though. Give me the younger guy that you know is going to be attached to the first quarterback taken in this draft, which is probably going to be Trevor Lawrence, which is, is probably going to be really good for DJ Chark. Cause I think, I think Trevor Lawrence, not, not that he's a can't miss cause there's no such thing. I think he's going to be a, a, at least a solid NFL quarterback. And um, I, I just, I just, I like Chark. I, I just think he's, he's safer for a lot of different reasons. So for me, it's a pretty easy decision as interesting as Will Fuller is. And yeah, he could land in the right spot and, if he stays healthy, he could put up some big numbers, um, but we, we don't we don't know. And, and odds are, if you had to bet, he's probably not going to be attached to as good a QB as Deshaun Watson. So, so yeah, it's pretty easy for me. What if they both go to the Niners? If they both go to the Niners, the Niners. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe none of the above because I I still think that like you know they're it's it's all about George Kittle and offense, right? So that would be interesting. They yeah. loaded at wide receiver then. They just need a quarterback now if they get those guys. 
Yeah, and I think you missed potentially your your great sell window window for Will Fuller, uh, and maybe your buy window for GH Shark. And if the Jaguars don't take Trevor Lawrence one overall, the rest of the teams will have to change their pants before picking at at the, at the second pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I do think Will Fuller is kind of an interesting guy to kick the tires on. I, I wouldn't give up DJ Chark for him, but I, I I do think I mean it's risky. I think with free agents you know, you're, you're, you're rolling the dice a little bit, but some of these free agents, um, it could work out. I mean, I mean, you know, maybe not Will Fuller, but I mean, Alan Robinson is kind of interesting for me as a free agent. I, I, cause we were talking about that. Will. he's, um, this is the second time entering free agency. So I don't necessarily think he's going to be all about the, the payday or if the jets are going to throw him a ton of money, he's going to go there. I think he wants to win. I think he wants to play with a good quarterback for the first time in his career. So, um, I, I think if he gets attached to a really solid quarterback, I, I think it'd be pretty interesting what, what we could see Allen Robinson do. Yeah, it's, it's just so hard with Allen Robinson because he's so good. He's just, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. But I, and I think that's why he's kind of interesting because the dynasty community, we look at him, he's like, oh, he's, an, he's getting to be up there in age and we don't know where he's going to go. And, um, but, but I think I, I really feel like he was limited in, in Chicago quite a bit and and i think that depending on where he goes he could he could be unleashed we could see a you know kind of like stefan diggs type season like when stefan diggs went to buffalo not that it was a horrible situation for him before it's it's not it's not that's not what i'm saying but i, I remember with the narrative with comparatively diggs, it, was like, it was though yeah yeah narrative is like well diggs you know we don't know about josh allen he's not gonna put as big a numbers blah 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 and and look we diggs was a, a difference maker for you this year so um yeah anyway um i i just wanted to mention that and that's probably a pretty common narrative but but maybe not i because i do think there are people that have alan robinson that'll make him nervous that he's a free agent and and see that he's older and maybe want to move on so maybe you have like a younger asset um i i don't know i, I just think he's an interesting name yeah and, and the, going down the scope of here's the reason why everybody you need to be active and understand what your your players are worth and what value you can get for them. So Ryan, same league, uh, one one QB, full PPR, 12 team. Uh, Deshaun Watson for Carson Wentz, Joe Mixon, and a third round pick. Huh, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, since this is one QB, you know, I, I think, because I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at this through Superflex lens and I got to, remove myself from that but i think it's pretty easy for me the the wince mixon and third round pick side what about you yeah i mean the third round pick uh, could be kind of like negligible but Deshaun watson for for mixon in a one qb league i mean you're talking in just dynasty startup adp value that's like a 20 pick plus difference and, and i think at the end of the day in a one especially in a one qb league if, if you really like like let's say you go into the season and your starting quarterback is I'm trying to think of a low end. Like let, let's say your best guy is Jared Goff on your team for Detroit, right? That's your best quarterback. And, and, and maybe you got some other, other low end guys. Uh, you get to the playoffs or close to the playoffs. And that's like your weakest position. It's like, my team is loaded, but at quarterback, it's pretty easy to sell a, a, a future pick, a second or third round pick for a guy that could, could, you know, put up better numbers for you in the playoffs. Don't you think? I, I mean, I, I just think that in one QB leagues, you know, if you need to improve your situation, it's pretty easy to, um, and, unless you're in a league that just people totally hoard quarterbacks or something, but that doesn't tend to be the case. So. Yeah. And, and also 
uh, brought up the question, what's your value on Wentz? Well, I think obviously, I think in this one, I'm easily on the Mixon Wentz side. I, I, I think in a, a one QB league, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson is great, but you can, a, a guy like Joe Mixon, if Joe Mixon booms this next season, uh, the amount of fantasy points over replacement that he'll produce versus Deshaun Watson will be massive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a chance that the Deshaun Watson, you know, team that acquires Deshaun Watson wins this deal. I know there's a chance, but I I would rather put the bet on Joe Mixon, you know, having a great year in Cincinnati with this ascending offense. I I think that offense will be a lot better. I think that offensive line will be solidified. Joe Burrow is going to be back. I mean, mean, Mixon could have a, a really, really nice year in 2021 and beyond and the chair on top could be Carson Wentz could, could also produce if, if he gets moved, um, which yeah, like if he goes with Colts, if he goes to the go. Colts, right. Right. And, and I, I have to say, well, when, when all this, there was that buzz before the super bowl where, you know, Carson Wentz was going to get moved and the bears were rumored to be, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I was a little bit worried about, Oh God, what are the bears going to give up for, for a guy that may not be the long-term answer. But at the, honestly, deep down inside, I was a little bit excited because I, I do think Carson Wentz. We, we, I mean, we saw it. We saw a glimpse of it, right? And maybe that never comes back. I mean, maybe it's he's been he's been too injured in his career, and he's just um, hasn't progressed the way he needs to progress. Um, poor decisions, that type of thing. But I don't know. I still think he has potential. Uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to completely give up on him yet. Um, so I, I think he's kind of an interesting guy to to acquire because I people are sour on him. You know that this. I mean, heck, that seems like the NFL is sour on him. It doesn't seem like the Eagles can move him. Yeah, and it's like, it's kind of like that test the water scenario in your super flex league. Like, what can you get Wentz for? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so you, know, you don't want to overpay because I think one of the things what we learned time and time again is that we get really excited about these younger quarterbacks and we invest in them, and you know things um, things can go south. Um, you know, like a like a Blake Bortles or. I think Jared Goff fits that um, scenario well because I think Absolutely. people were, you know, were, you know, a couple of years ago were like, oh, he's he's in in Los Angeles for a long time, and and look how that's played out. If you're the Jared Goff owner in a superflex league, you're you're not feeling so good about that. What, so other, you got some other deals here. This is fun. I like talking about these deals. It makes me want to really get aggressive because I, I I have been you know kind of on hiatus and uh, loosely just paying attention to my leagues, but I need to I need to dive back in because I've got some some rosters that need some overhauling. So, well, I, I think Jared Goff's a perfect example. Uh, in January of 2019, Jared Goff was going to his QB five ahead of Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield. I mean, then it was Wentz, uh, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott was QB 11, uh, you know, kind of a, a mishmash there. So the, the next one, and this was, I thought was a, an interesting one because it brings up wide receiver age and value, but it was DJ Moore, Cole Komet, a 2022 first, for Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. That is interesting. You know, I, I feel like the Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper side, you've got two wide receivers that just don't get the respect that they probably deserve. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's hard to move those guys because, you know, particularly Keenan Allen, you know, he's, he's getting up there in, in age. What is Keenan Allen? I don't have his age in front of me. Is it, is he 28 years old or will be? Um, I, I think he's in that neighborhood. I could be off on that. Um, and then you're, you know, DJ Moore, he was 28, not, 28, but I don't know his month of that's, birth, that's so okay. if it'd be 29 or not. 
so and, and you know amari cooper you know, do, you know does he stay in dallas you know do they end up getting rid of him because they've got these you know they were able to get uh cd lamb versus you know dj moore who it seems like people have cooled off on him i, I think people are starting to come more to the realization that you know he's probably not going to be that you know top five wide receiver year in year out i think he certainly has the talent to do it um just not the quarterback right now uh cole Komet, uh, you know tight end showed some promise and that first round pick in the future is always valuable so i am drawn to the dj moore cole Komet 2022 first side but i don't know it doesn't mean that keenan allen and amari cooper's not a much better deal yeah, and Keenan Allen will be 29 going into the 2021 season. Okay. Um, but you could have a couple of really great years with Keenan Allen, though, still, especially with Justin Herbert there. Um, yeah. I, I think it works out well for both teams in this instance. I think DJ Moore hasn't hit his ceiling yet in value. We're, we're nearing there if he doesn't actually, like, have a big boom year overall. Yeah. Uh, but he still has he still has that kind of, like, upside part of him. Uh, Amari Cooper is a little bit of an enigma because he'll have these like massive, absolutely amazing games and a win you a week. And then he'll also lose you plenty of weeks oh, yeah, and is in will. Dallas where his contract can be cut. He has a lot of speculation around him. Uh, Keenan Allen is one of my favorite players and it hasn't been this way the entire time. But uh, the thing with Keenan Allen is he doesn't win on athleticism. He never has. So I wonder like, even though he's going to be 29 going into the season, if he doesn't have still three good years of production left in him. And I think that's a good a good win. Uh, I think the 2022 first, you know, for a team that's rebuilding, that's a valuable asset to move on. And especially like if like if Keenan Allen or Mark Cooper, like you're getting rid of a when you're moving for a first and you're doing it like a little bit of a rebuild as you're coming into a league, you get rid of that risk of somebody tearing their ACL, you know, or, or having like a you know a, a physical problem. The NFL this happens all the time. So I, I like it for both sides. I don't think I would have given up Cole Komet. I think I just would have kept him. I, I don't see the reason for him being added in there. And was, I'm was, like, was, like, a, deal, a Cole Komet fan. As a deal breaker, Will. Like, you, you throw in Cole Komet, or we're not doing this deal. I would, um, I would, I would just walk away, man. I'd be like, hey, I can go get more for these boys. I, I actually love what you say about Keenan Allen because I, I, I feel the same way as you do. Um, th- this is not a fun podcast where we're always agreeing with each other. Listeners don't tend to love that. But in this case, I think you're right. I, I have that feeling about him too that you know, he could continue to, to produce beyond that normal age. We see wide receivers drop off. I think his game is like that. So, and he's um, got air bear. That's right. Who, that's right. first of all, loves to target Keenan Allen already. Shockingly enough that one of the uh, elite uh, route runners in the what NFL a, that are you rookie quarterback with a great arm likes to target. What, what a, what a shocker. Um, and, and I think Keenan Allen is one of those guys that's that's easily acquirable because those guys are, you know, especially this time of year, as we start to get excited about rookies, you know, people, we don't want to talk about veterans. People don't want to acquire veterans. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's a, he's a, a person you could pick up because, and it's pretty solid, you know, with, with the situation, as, as you point out. Um, I, I know there's been a coaching change there, but I, I, I don't think that's, that's, I think it's only going to be good for Keenan Allen. So yeah, he's, he's, he's great. Uh, I love him too. Um, and I, and I, I think I once said on the show that I, I what was that with, with, with Trey where Trey was talking, hyping him up. And I said, Oh, I, I think Keenan Allen's a sell. And, uh, that was, that was, that was dumb. One of the many dumb things I've said on the show, I'm sure. Yep. I used to love Sonny Michelle. We all have <laughs> our mistakes, Ryan. Corey Davis, take him up above everyone <laughs> I mean, else. I was touting letter for it at that time. We, I mean, if when everybody loses, no, 
everybody wins, right? So hey, the, yeah, we the, got a couple of good calls, but anyway. The next one, I think this calls on an interesting dichotomy. It's like it was so it was, it was Nick Chubb for CD Lamb in, in a full PPR league. And I do think I do think CD Lamb can be pretty pretty elite at the wide receiver position. Like he has if Dak Prescott comes back and kind of everything falls around. I mean, even if just Dak Prescott comes back, he's in he's in for a good 2021. And he flashed enough as a rookie to be a great, like young wide receiver piece. But I am so in love with Nick Chubb. This deal infuriated me. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, I mean, as you point out, yes, CD Lamb could, you know, I mean, it could be wide receiver one in Dynasty at some point. I mean, I, I that's maybe a little bit of hype, but but I think it could happen for him. He's very talented. But Nick Chubb, we've seen what Nick Chubb can do, and. And I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to give up a wide receiver or excuse me, a running back that is hit at his age with his talent um, for CD lamb. No, knowing that the CD lamb side, that may be the 110% right side of the deal, but I'm with you, man. I can't, I can't give up the chub for that. I, yeah, that's, 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 it's an interesting deal though. And maybe it's one of those deals that helps both teams. You know, if someone really needs a running back, the team needs to get younger a wide receiver. It could be win-win, right? Yeah, it was my biggest regret of not having young wide receiver talent in this league was that I don't have these kind of pieces to move when you have like a couple of new owners coming in. Yeah, that is disappointing. And, we, and you know, if you have multiple leagues like we do, you know, I, I've got some um, teams that are definitely on the older side of things, which, you know, can be good during the season because usually those teams are playoff contenders or championship contenders. But yeah, when it comes to making deals, that's why those younger assets are so nice because you can – you can move them and they can spike in value, you know, even out of the blue sometimes. So yeah, that's what makes this game fun. Will because these, you know, values of players and different ways to win and, you know, it's, it's fun. I want to move on, Ryan. This is the biggest (laughs) high piece of the off season. All right. Let's hear it. This is that pick up and stash on your dynasty league teams. And if you didn't see the news, uh, it was just this little blurb on Roto World Player News, which I still like. Have a weird habit of checking, and it was that Austin Walter. He signed a 700k contract uh, with our favorite team, the Niners. Uh, so, is... so who the hell is is is? Oh, do I have to put the E on the episode? Now? I said hell. Who the hell is Austin Walter? Uh, Austin Walter is a stud, obviously, because he signed a cheap running back deal with the Niners, <laughs> uh, which 700 K. The one thing you should know is that when the Niners sign somebody for a lot of money, they're going to perform horribly. When they sign somebody for a little bit of money, they're the next breakout stud. Uh, Austin Walter, you know, sitting at a five, seven, 194 pounds. He's a pass catching running back out of rice university, the owls who, uh, he only played one game last year like really, really only played one game where he had snaps. He was active for like, I think three total games, but his week 10 against the saints, he had one rush for three yards and a catch for 27 yards, but he was a pass catching maven uh, in his senior year at rice Holland in 44 catches uh, for 525 yards and two tutties. He in rushing stats here, there, here, there, but he's now signed and with 700 K I think he'll be on the active roster at worst will be that backup to the backup when somebody else gets hurt on the running, uh, the Niners 
uh, running back room. And I have gone and tried to scoop him up everywhere I can. That is the, the sneak peek into the, like, you're going to get two weeks out of Austin Walter this next year. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm starting him on my dynasty league team and my, my daily fantasy lineup. Now, I only have six leagues that have um, converted to 2021 and MFL. So I'm not, not all of the leagues that we share together, but all these leagues, he's available. So I guarantee you he's available in your dynasty league, unless you're in one with Will. <laughs> so um, it is interesting to mention though, Will. I, I mean, all kidding aside, I, I mean, if, if, if you, you probably have the place to, uh, space to play with on your dynasty roster. So you know, you could pick them up because stranger things have happened because the, the certain teams have a history for things, don't they? Right. Like we know that any running back 49ers pick up that they're not paying big money for, they can put it, they can put that person in and they can perform. Right. We, the, that's a certainty. We know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are really good at drafting wide receivers. So no matter how we feel about them or, you know, what the analytics tell you, might be a good bet in your dynasty league to draft those wide receivers. There was a chance. Worth a chance. <laughs> there was a chance. I mean, there's certain things that we know, and you know, if we follow that rule, there's a chance that he could you know, at least start you a couple of weeks and you pick him up for free. So, I like I, that deep dive. Will just the fact that they resign, like they actually signed him to a deal for next year. I mean, uh, Salvin Ackman was on the Niners, and he got picked off the practice squad for for the Dolphins, and. He, he was a, a starting, you know, running back for a couple, I think a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, and was a big contributor to winning you some weeks this past year. See, now at first I, I thought you kind of put this on the show as kind of a joke as, as, as a fun topic, but now I think you're like a mad genius, Will, because the more I think about it, you're right. I, I mean, uh, you know, why not add this guy right now? Because it costs you nothing. Uh, your league probably has opened up some roster spots in the off season. So I, I, I love it. I love the paying attention to the world. I love the deep dive. I didn't know he existed before this. And then I looked up his like stats, everything like that. But when it's on the Niners, it doesn't matter where his stats are. Yeah. And maybe the, the odds are it probably doesn't work out, but it's worth the mention. I mean, so you got the space, pick him up. You, you might have to drop him during your rookie drafts, but who cares? Maybe in the meantime, Things will happen, and, and he'll climb up that depth. Chart. If you don't, he starts one week for you next year. Uh, we will all just have like a big cocktail party and hang out. That'd be fun. That'd be fun if he like if it's like week sixteen, he gets a start and he like goes off. You know, he runs for one eighty and two touchdowns or something. That would. Be I fun. just can't believe we missed this last year. He had a catch for twenty seven yards. So that's the that's the most interesting thing. I don't know. How do we not notice Austin Walter out there? A lot of players, man. A lot of players. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun off season, and um, uh, yeah, just paying attention. So hopefully, we'll have we we are gonna have bigger news, but we, but we we're weeks away. We're many weeks away. Well, yeah. I mean, these are just little tidbits in the interim time. But we're gonna start hearing some some news about the rookies. Um, and it's starting to come out now. Uh, and, and that's, that's fun. And uh, you know, pro days are going to get started and, and the rookie hype is really going to get cranked up. So, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, I, I was talking to Trey in a league that we share and in this league, we have, we have um, some first round picks and we want to make some moves to improve our team. And one of the things I was saying to Trey, and this is just kind of a cliche, right? I'm like, well, w- let's just hold those picks and wait because they're only going to grow in value. 
Um, but then I thought to myself, is the hype going to be as much this off season as it usually is because there's no combine. I, th- I feel like the combine is a big driver of hype and that's not happening. What's your thoughts on that? Well, do you, do you feel like it doesn't matter? We're going to get the hype because there's going to be like mock drafts and people are going to get excited. So there's nothing to worry about. Or do you think the fact there's no formal combine is going to, going to hurt the hype and thus hurt the value of these picks? Uh, I think it will hurt the hype and value of the picks before the NFL draft. I think once the NFL draft happens, uh, the, the, you know, the, the fantasy world will be thrown in disarray and we'll be back to almost normal. Yeah. And, and I, you know, if, if these mocks, you know, are even, you know, half as accurate as, as, as so many of them are, are out there, there, there are so many skill position players um, relevant to dynasty that are going like in the first round of these mocks, a, a lot of wide receivers, uh, you know, several quarterbacks, you know, we got probably four in the top 10 in a lot of mocks I'm looking at. So, oh, and Mac Jones is rising. Yeah. And even some running backs, it's not a deep class, but you know, a couple of mocks I looked at, they've got, um, uh, Najee Harris going in the first round, which would be exciting. First round running backs are, are, uh, are a rare thing these days. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think, I think you want Najee as the second round pick though, because by the time he hits that fifth year option, he'll be like 30. So <laughs> the big knock uh, on Ajay uh, age coming out, of course. Yeah. And, and like, like think about rookies and like last year's rookies, I've been trying to find like fun stuff about Jordan love. Uh, and there, there's some speculation. Uh, there was one, I only got the headline of the article because, because 24 seven sports makes you uh, pay for a subscription, but they said former NFL executive Jordan love would be a top 10 pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Really? And and maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But then another one is like this trade for Jordan Love could give New England a franchise quarterback. The if the if the Packers don't trade Jordan Love going into this offseason, uh, which they probably they probably won't. Uh, I, I, but I will still be very very disappointed. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh my gosh! I and it's interesting that there's this hype, you know. And I don't know if that's just because that's what there is to talk about these days, or the reports coming out of green Bay that Aaron Rodgers. did you see that report where Aaron Rodgers is kind of, you know, he's going to kind of push his weight around this off season. And not that he wants out of green Bay, but he wants to kind of put pressure on the front office to, you know, get him some help. And, and maybe that involves moving Jordan love, you know, if, 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 I don't know, could, could that happen? I mean, they invested a first round pick. Could they put, you think Aaron Rodgers has that kind of clout and, and maybe quarterbacks do, you know, because obviously we've seen if, you, if you, you've got your franchise quarterback isn't happy, well, they'll make a fuss about it and you have to move them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers doesn't get traded to the Niners this offseason, I'm going to have a fit. But yeah, of course they should trade Jordan Love and try to win a, like a championship this next year. You you saw they it seems like in every or in the past two NFC championship games. Uh, the massive holes in the Packers have been exposed and Andrew Rogers has been able to cover up for them until that point. And they, you just, you have to see it. If there, you can't, I couldn't imagine being a Packers fan with the amount of frustration you would have with that organization that had, has always been like relatively good, good to you. Maybe you're finally coming to the realization that they've underperformed for you with what they've had. Well, uh, I agree with you, but I will say this. Green Bay was the, the, the Packers were a few plays away in that game um, from winning. And if they win, they're the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. 
And based on what we saw to the Kansas City Chiefs, we'll never know. I, I think the Packers would have beat the Chiefs. I mean, especially if Mahomes played the same way with that toe and everything. So oh, um, bet the, I bet the over in the Super Bowl is a big mistake. Yeah. I did um, I did Tampa Bay money line and cheat and the over for the game, a little parlay. And the Chiefs offense has never looked more disappointing. Oh god, it was yeah, it was it was bad. It was a bad game. It was not fun to watch. It was it was disappointing. Um but, but my point is you know, they're they're really close. The Packers are really close. Um and uh, you know, I I so so you know, let's you know, let's not feel too sorry for Packers fans. I, I, I can't I can't say it's gotta be tough because I'm a Bears fan. I would have you know killed to be in that position the past couple right, of years. Right, at least at least you know you're bad. I mean you might make the playoffs, but you know you're bad. It's just like a Vikings fan, you know you're bad. Right, right. Like you could you could rattle off like 20 franchises that know they they're they're not Super Bowl contenders. The the Packers were and it and, and are. So yeah. it's like is it is it better to have hope or is it better to to just live with the excitement and die trying. But uh, the, the the Jordan Love, uh, I think that's could, that like could be a fun little pickup. Is it like a throw in a trade or an add on in a Superflex league? Because he has the potential to gain a lot more value, and he, he might not gain anything at all. And it, the, the trade probably won't happen. Like most likely, nothing will happen. But if it does, your Jordan Love stock just just skyrocketed. Well, also I think too, if you're in a Superflex league and you know, you've got some like older QBs or, or something, you, you need some quarterback help. Um, I, and, and the Jordan love depending on, on roster sizes and stuff. If someone ha- is holding Jordan love on their roster, you might, they might seem as a roster clogger at least for the next several years. Right. So, yeah, I think, I think he's a, he, he's definitely an acquirable asset and maybe worth the gamble. Cause I don't think you have to give up a ton to get Jordan love. Jordan love for Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Because Jordan love was probably a, uh, in Super in leagues, he was a sec- second second round pick in Superflex leagues, right? Last year, maybe late. Yeah, second, yeah. Late second, maybe he went early in some Superflex leagues, but I think in Superflex league this year, um, you know, if you want to move your second round pick for Jordan Love, it probably gets it done pretty easy, I would think. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do that quite yet. I might, uh, might try to figure something else out. If you're the Jordan Love owner, or no you have it- a second round pick. If I had the second round pick. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, like that. That's probably about as high as you're gonna have to go. Is what I'm implying at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, you yeah. think about it, right? Like, if the if the Panthers traded for Jordan Love, how much his value would skyrocket? Right. You know, the Washington football team. Uh, there, there's there's a few out there that could be pretty fun. The Colts, that'd be wild. So, it, it, I've just tried to add energy to this offseason ride because this this has been one of the least exciting like rookie off seasons i feel like overall with how the college football season went with the information we have about rookies there's no combine I, i'm not really all that jacked about the the, you know, the running backs and wide receivers outside of, i'm pretty still project about uh, jamar chase and then trevor lawrence and the rest we kind of see how the draft kind of unfolds uh the best thing that I'm really hoping is that the Jets do not take uh, Justin Fields and that he slips to a better organization overall. And I would be very excited about that, but I, it's just been a, you know, pro days don't start till mid March. You know, we we've had some, some kind of fun news here and there. I'm having a really hard time finding, figuring out what Jamar Chase has been doing this off season and this year off, but I'm starting to hear trickles that he's been working out at this, some sort of elite 
training program either in I think it's in Dallas. Uh, but he, he was been there with Rondell Moore and Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's been improving himself in the offseason. I, I mean, it, it, but he, and he's going to, we think he's going to test for pro day, right? Like he's going to, he's going to show up and show off his talents and that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe he should just skip it. Yeah. Well, I, well, I don't know. If we, I mean, I, I'm sure his agent will tell him what he needs to do, but. Um, you well, know, he's probably been timing during this training and is ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Or sure they send videos or something, so maybe you could skip it. But um, I, I will say though that th- this quarterback class is—I don't know—I'm I'm getting kind of hyped about it. Will um, the, the and I—I was—I sent you a, a message. Was it? Was it? Might have been this morning, um, or, or a couple of days ago, where I was like, you know, this rookie class. I'm just not as excited about it yet. Um, but you know, now I've been thinking about this quarterback class today and, you know, I, I think that the top four guys, not only are they going to have the draft capital invested in them, but they're, they're guys that make a difference where it counts in, in fantasy these days at the quarterback position. Cause they can, they can, um, you know, make plays with their legs. So, um, and, and it's, it's a true, you know, I feel like we've got two guys, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields that we feel really good about, right. That, that are really talented and can be really good for you. And then you've got Zach Wilson who has some interesting attributes for a quarterback, you know, the way, like he, you watch some video, the way he, he can make these throws and he's kind of like throwing side, you know, through the side of his arm and these crazy, crazy angles. <laughs> you guys can't like, see this, but I would love for you to see Ryan's <laughs> motions during, during this, this time. And this and this. But it's a little bit, I'm, I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes at all, but that's a little bit Patrick Mahomes-esque. You know, he's got a couple of those elements in his game. And then we've got, you know, Trey Lance, this mythical Trey Lance who, uh, you know, plays for this North Dakota state and he only played uh, uh, for, you know, five minutes this year and in a game, <laughs> and, and, but, but, you know, like last off season, he's like, was a Debbie darling. It's like, who the hell is Trey Lance? And people start, different people start hyping him up. All of a sudden it's like, I'm taking Trey Lance with my first Debbie pick, you know, the first round. So I, I, I think those four quarterbacks are really exciting you know they got- oh, i think mac jones is starting to get some hype too like is he a product of the environment of alabama or was he just coming into his own yeah i, I think mac jones is super intriguing and, and i i know that um he is totally a pocket passer um uh, and, and odds are he's not going to be great for 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 fantasy but I, I it'll be interesting to see if he can make it if he can make it work you know if he's he's got the those um kind of attributes you, you can't teach that might make him uh, at least a decent NFL quarterback, you know, when we talked yeah, about him, and he's course, not so, completely but. unathletic. He just isn't the, the the same scope as these other guys. Right. Uh, and then you have Kyle Trask who at one point was going to be a first round pick, maybe a higher first round pick, maybe a Heisman candidate and then tanked his season. So. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah. Anyway, I, I do think the quarterback position is going to, what's going to make this rookie class really interesting and super flex, but I'm going to be with kind of with you with wide receivers. I don't know. I mean, there could be some really great wide receivers in this class that will be going in like the second round of startups next year, but it's just hard, harder for me to get excited about wide receivers. You know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, when I look at my dynasty rosters that are successful, um, yeah, I probably have some good wide receivers on those teams, but I think they're easier to acquire because there are more of them. And I feel like the difference makers are usually my running backs at the end of the day. And we just yeah. don't have as many, so. Yeah, like I'm excited about Rondell Moore, but I'm not going to go up to get him. That, that's the, 
like like if we're late in the first round of a single quarterback league and he hasn't gone, I might, I might try to, if somebody's just waffling and waiting for offers, you know, I might, I might try to do it. If we're in a super flex draft, there's no way those picks are going to go cheap enough because there's going to be quarterbacks on the board that'll be valuable. Uh, I mean, Rondell Moore was the seventh highest graded wide receiver in his one full season back in 2018. And if you think about the receivers that came out of that class into 2019, it, I mean, it is relevant. And that was from PFF. Uh, but yeah, the, the other, Ryan, I really wanted to note this. We don't need to talk too much about Rondell Moore. We've talked about him before. But, I, I still I just want to say one thing before you move on. I still think back to that game. It was a night game against Ohio State, where I just feel like he kind of single-handedly won that game for for Purdue. It was it was an unbelievable performance, man. He looks so amazing in that game, Will. And I that will always be in my mind. I can't wait to see him in the NFL. I I, just, I don't know how he's good he's gonna be in the NFL, but he's he's interesting. I hope he does it. I hope he just really crushes it and just shows that like there were like like injuries and other nagging things that why the rest of his college career didn't go we wanted it to uh but that's what happens when you go to purdue and not the hawks so uh <laughs> let's move on to so jamar jefferson i put this in our in our show sheet right about a week and a half ago i didn't think jamar Je- jefferson was getting much hype but he's been talked about quite a bit so he's the oregon state running back and you need to prepare yourself for this ryan this is very important so the oregon state's running back coach uh and recruiting coordinator was just brought on board to be the Bears running back coach. Jamar Jefferson's supposed to test well. He has good college like analytics. Uh, I thought he might be my next Ryan Null, but I don't think he's going to be that next Ryan Null because he's not going to last that long. And Because he's I'm, probably a ton better than Ryan Null. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. No, Ryan Null's really panned out. Uh, preseason uh, daily fantasy leagues. But uh, <laughs> the, the biggest thing is, one, uh, the Oregon State running back coach seems to be really good at being a running backs coach. And the fact that he went to Chicago, I like that for David Montgomery, but I will dislike it if they take Jamar Jefferson. Uh, the other part was, we talked about this in the Patreon slightly, was just the, uh, I put this in here, because Walter Football has it. They, they just misplaced the numbers in their tables. According to them, uh, he had uh, 1,380 attempts and 239 rushing yards uh, in 2018. And... 685 attempts and 142 rushing yards in 2019 for career rushing stats. So they flipped them. So it'd be under a yard of carry. So what is like, what specifically is getting you excited about him? Like where, where would you, do you have, do you have him ranked among the running backs in this, in this rookie class? Um, Cause he's kind of a uh, small, like he, at least what I'm looking at, uh, I guess he's gained weight. So yeah, I guess he's prototypical size five, five, 10, two Oh eight. So um, but maybe not, not a burner, not projected necessarily run like a super fast 40 times. So uh, like what, what is, what, what, what are, you know, his attributes that they're getting people excited? Well, uh, he, he's, he's, he's like showing out very well in like, you know, his yards per carry, his college dominator, you know, what he was doing at Oregon state. And, uh, I, I don't know if I really love him. I thought this was going to be kind of an under the radar guy, but since this time that I posted this, He's been talked about quite a bit. So I really want, uh, I want a little bit more of him. If he's a third round draft capital guy that goes to a decent landing spot, uh, he will move up heavily. Uh, I think uh, on, on my rookie board at the moment in time, I, I don't really have a great rank for him. That's a good question though. Yeah. And you know, I wonder too, if some of these, um, 
lower tier running backs are we're going to start to like hear more about them and they're going to get some hype because there's just not a lot to talk about in this running back class so far, you know, um, once you get beyond the top guys. So I think a guy like Jefferson here that um, will be, you know, will he's 20 years old right now. He turns 21 in April. So he'll just be 21 going to the NFL that put up some big numbers in college. Um, yeah. We'll start to get some, some hype attached to him. So, and, and he's a name that I think came up, like in my Debbie leagues past couple of years, I know some people drafted him. So his name has been around, at least in the Debbie community, like as a guy on the radar. So I, for, for Debbie people, he won't be coming completely out of the blue. So that will help him too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I was just late to the party. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to, to, to see, you know, how, how things, how things go for him and how he does in his pro day and that type of thing. So, um, well, we're, get, we're getting close to our time, Will. Do you have any other thoughts? Uh, Two-minute warning here on the Fantasy Joes. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm hesitant to overpay for rookie picks this year and get very excited about it. I, besides, in Superflex, I think you could get some values on QB. I think Jamar Chase is potentially might be the best draft pick out of this class uh, across everything, like, I, I want Trevor, like, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be like very good in the NFL, but I, th- I think Jamar Chase could be an absolute superstar. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, my, my um, advice would be j- just if you are still kind of in the doldrums and um, I don't know I was in the doldrums, but like you're, you know, you're, you're not excited yet about, um, but, you know, the, transitioning your teams on MFL to 2021 and rookie drafts and stuff, just, you know, kind of, kind of do some little activities, do, do, do a mock draft, um, you know, listen to some podcasts like ours um, and, and do some research. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting environment out there. You know, if you look at um, startup drafts uh, like we did on the Patreon show, um, you know, where the values are and how some of these younger guys have really, you know, climbed with the value chart. Some of the older guys are slipping that still have a lot of production and, um, you know, find some opportunities there and, and make some deals. And as, just like the trades that you, you we talked about tonight, Will, um, all teams have different needs, different perspectives, and there are opportunities to be had. And now it's kind of a good time to, to do them um, before, before things get too crazy and before we get too into the rookie hype, that type of thing. So I think with that, Will, we can we can call the night or, or day if listening to us during the day. We, we are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us or on mid, Twitter. Mid-morning, afternoon. Mid-morning. Uh, we are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FFJoes. I am on Twitter at Librarian. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes.